0: hey it's your girl ashley easton founder of the amateur expert brand and you're not going to believe what we have coming up for you next Ooh, tell me more hey y'all it's your girl ashley the amateur expert and i am here live coming to you in europe Hey. So I wanted to be the 30, the thirty second interview, and I had a really big interview that was scheduled a few weeks ago that didn't happen. So my good friend Sierra here has decided to help me out. She's going to be my thirty first interview now. So welcome, Sierra, to the show. Thank you. And if you could <laughs> please introduce yourself and tell the people what you are doing currently for work yeah. and who you are.
1: All right. So hello, beautiful people. My name is Sierra Jackson. I currently am a financial analyst working at NBC, specifically in the focus features, I guess, business unit. And I'm in L.A. Love it. Love it.
0: So, when you were a little girl, yeah, what did you want to be when you when you wanted to grow up?
1: When I was younger, I wanted to be a juvenile defense attorney. But looking back on it, I think that. I guess desire was associated with like my parents telling me that I'm a good arguer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was just like, well, you guys keep like pouring this idea and this career path down my throat. So let me just do what it is that you say. So I never really, I guess, identified my likes and passions. Okay, I knew I like to help people. And I was like, well, if I like to help people and I see that like my brothers and sisters around my community can't, are consistently going to jail, let me see how I can impact them in that way. And so I tried to do that. However, I'm now a financial analyst, so <laughs> you see how that worked out. <laughs> see how that worked out.
0: So, what was your idea of success during that time when you thought you wanted to be a junior?
1: What a junior? A juvenile defense juvenile. Juvenile. attorney. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, money. Okay, so you back then it was it was definitely like you know financial security. Financial security, having like mm-hmm. this ideal role, um, something that was going to be what's the word deemed approved approved not being approved, accepted mm-hmm. and like admired by others so again i was constantly like looking for or looking to others in their opinion of how it is that they were going to view my role and that's how it like kind of i guess shaped my idea of success so if they were happy that means i was doing something good that means i was successful that's fair yeah
0: and so how did you get from that dream of being an attorney mm-hmm. <laughs> to becoming a financial analyst
1: all right so i went to school I went to Howard, shout out to the only HU, okay? I'm not the, saying
0: that. That's what I'm no, 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 no.
1: No. saying. So the only HU. I don't want
0: any problems because I have friends. I went to both. So, Again, yeah. it doesn't matter.
1: But I went to the only HU and I when I first went in, my freshman sophomore year, I was a poli-sci major. Okay. And in Howard, like it's kind of like the norm for you to intern. So I interned at a law firm and when I was interning, I said, you know what? Did this did this crazy fool give me a stack of papers? Reading was like, yeah, I need you to sum this up in a page. Wow. And this was daily. And then I started like googling statistics of people. Um, I guess how it is that they like being a lawyer. How hard is it to like mm-hmm. really reach true success as a lawyer and be profitable and make money? Right. Mm-hmm. And girl. <laughs> 90. I I read that 90% of lawyers like their job, and then I was very unhappy. Okay. And so I had to like take a step back and was like, okay, cheer. What is it that you're good at when it comes to school? When it comes like people? And I was like, I'm really good at finance, or I'm good at math. Okay. And so my mom was an accountant. Um, she was good with money. My dad was an entrepreneur. He was he was good at all those things. So I was like, you know what? Let me see what finance has to offer. And I changed my major, went into finance, and I have stuck with ever since.
0: Okay. And so,
1: what is your idea of success now? Mm. Success now? Well, one, I don't think success is Mm -hmm. there's an end goal to success. I think success is like an ongoing journey. I think there's no like actual destination to it, but I I just see success as like everything that's inside of me Mm -hmm. manifesting itself out in the world somehow okay so all of my dreams all of my desires everything that god has like called me to do actually happening
0: i like it you smell me i smell you Mm -hmm. so tell me this what tips and motivators did you use along the way along your journey to becoming a financial analyst
1: like what do you mean tips and motivators like how did you stay
0: encouraged during school or um in your career i think you also have an interesting um, like you're on a career track. Yeah. So, like, how did you decide to do that? And also, like,
1: what did you do to stay motivated during the yeah. process? Um. Well, hmm. Definitely, like, I sought out a lot of mentors. Mm-hmm. Like, I sought out people who were in these roles that I was interested in. And I just literally just sat at their feet and got advice from them mm-hmm. daily. But then when I tell you God and the family was literally at the forefront of every single decision, every heartbreak, every like issue, every trial, every tribulation, like that was the only way I was able to stay encouraged because God kept reminding me of who I was, who I was called to be. And I was like, you can't stop because of this one obstacle. You can't stop because you had a setback. You have to keep going because there's so many things that I've, I've called you to and it needs to be manifested. So.
0: Yeah. So, bonus question. Ooh. Where do you see yourself in five years?
1: Mm. <laughs> no, this is important. This is this is this is good because now I have to think about this. Um, five years. due to five years from now? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I'm like I'm gonna break things down, like where I'm gonna be living. I'm here for it. Okay. So, currently you are currently I'm in LA. I'm a financial analyst working for Focus Features. I don't think I'll still be working in corporate America. Okay. I will, at that point, five years from now, hopefully, you know, I'm speaking of existence. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to immerse myself in um, Forex. That's something I'm currently, like, doing on the side now. Foreign exchange. So, like, trading currencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... (laughs) Things, amateur expert i don't know anything y'all so okay See, i'll be immersed in forex i also be um big on like my mentoring
0: okay
1: so going into the different communities i really want to go back home and like teach the people in my community like the importance of financial literacy mm-hmm. um as well as begin my podcast so
0: stay tuned yeah. hey Okay, so I call myself the amateur expert and I claim to know a little bit about a lot. So you've already taught me one thing. Forex. Forex. Yep. So if you could please teach me Mm. something else. Mm. It could be a random fact. It could be um, a source of inspiration or it could be like, you know, a Snapple fact. Anything. Just teach me something. Snapple
1: fact. (laughs) (laughs) Snapple fact. Hmm... So, I work with Focus Features, which is a production company, and working with them, you literally have to just know how it is that they make money, how they are, are profitable, right? So, we make our money based off of the box office. That's how many ticket sales we have within the movie theaters. Okay. So, we recently released a film called Harriet. Right now, I don't know how much it is. Let's say it's $10 million. That. It, to that make, it to made that I how many so no no not to make how much <laughs> it took how much it took. <laughs> How much it made in the box office. how much it made in the box office. Okay, so I'm back. people bought 10 million dollars worth of ticket sales right okay and so we really receive like a million of that and that's because the cinema or the theaters we call them exhibitors okay. the exhibitors they take 53 percent of that see so we only get 47 percent of that so let's let's just cut it 50 50 so we get 5 million but then we have to pay 3 million to the marketers that we've marketed so you see how if you see how all these films are grossing like a billion dollars here a billion dollars there uh they're not seeing nearly probably half of that Oh, okay, i have a
0: question yeah so who is financing the movie <laughs> comcast <laughs> so are they not getting a return on their investment
1: no no it's definitely a return However, how do I put this? It's always going to be return, but the way that we do it, we set a certain box office amount okay. and we set a limit to the amount of spend we're going to have. Okay. And so if we, let's say we spend $5 million on the production of the film. Okay. But it ends up making five. Five. It ends up making like a hundred million. Okay. Half of that is 50. Yep. Let's say half of that is 25. We'll receive the rest of that back. So, we spent five. Yep. We have 25 left. So, we made a profit of $20 million. Yep. I got that. (laughs) I did the math, (laughs) y'all. We made $20 million on the film, and that's basically how we make make movies or make money off movies. Got it. So, I was like, we're only getting this amount of money back, and we made $100 million off the box office. What do you mean? Right. And so... That's how that works. That's
0: how that works. Also, Bridget was in here. Hey, Bridget, hey. I interviewed her last week. I hey, think? Bridget. And
1: she said I don't get Forex. So confusing. when I tell you it's something that you literally have to just sit and study. Like when mm-hmm. I tell you, I saw all the charts and all these different patterns moving. I was like, Mm-mm, I'm, I'm not doing this. But then I just saw how much people were making off of it. And if you really are interested in like making coins, go on YouTube University and mm-hmm. teach yourself Forex because it is doable. That's how I learned. And go from there.
0: Okay. So just one more time for those <laughs> who don't understand what is happening. To me. <laughs> yes.
1: Forex is, is trading currency. So you see, we're in Barcelona. See, sí. Hola, como estas? We're in Barcelona and we had to pay. We had to exchange the dollar for the euro. See, sí. The euro, that rate changes daily. Yes. So let's say... I have one dollar. I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. I appreciate you. I have one US dollar, and USD, USD, mm-hmm. and the rate to exchange a dollar for euro is like a dollar four. Okay, right. Let's say I buy the euro, but then the rate goes up to like a dollar thirty six in a couple of days.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I'm that clear.
1: means like it's literally you like sauce no yes because i bought at when it oh, was low, low, and low and now it's low, high yeah.
0: okay, okay okay so okay, I'm,
1: okay. I'm making money off of my euro correct and it's just different peers you're trading like the usd and the yen and then gold hmm. <laughs> so yes youtube university is great
0: so but okay but why would why would one do that do it trade
1: currencies currency it's like the it's like a trillion dollar market
0: Uh, trillion dollars so is it and it's never
1: dying it's literally never dying
0: and what influences the rate the the
1: economy gdp like a lot of different factors that are going on in the different countries (laughs) i'm
0: happy i have smart friends (laughs) Um, so you can
1: cash out yes but it's smart to like keep in and keep like so for forex you have to constantly, like, watch these pairs so that you can know when to, like, buy, when to sell. It's, it's like stock. That's what I was going to say.
0: So, it's like the stock market. But stocks,
1: you let them sit. Yeah. Just trading Forex is, like, something you're just constantly doing.
0: So,
1: is it, like, is it, like, Bitcoin? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, no. No, it's not, like, Bitcoin. Well, I Bitcoin, I still is- don't, It's like. Not even a real coin. Right. It's
0: a virtual,
1: virtual currency. Listen.
0: Yeah. Yes! <laughs> uh, sometimes I know things, and that's why I'm the amateur expert. You know a lot. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can you inv- in- invest, like, your 401k into this, or is this something that you have what to do? What do you mean,
1: like, can I, like, pull from my 401k? Can I, like, have money? Like, what do you mean by that?
0: So uh, currently at my, at my job, yep, I have a 401k that's set up, and sure. I can do... Um, you know, I can allocate the funds to yep. go at different places. Mm-hmm. C- can you allocate those funds to foreign exchange, or is it something that you need to do? Sure, it just depends separately. on the brokerage you have. You're oh. using,
1: yeah. Hmm, I would think. because hmm. it's just like having a bank account, okay, or an investment account, like. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's an issue. You can't be years. my friend and you not have stocks, you not have portfolios. No, I do. Who do you... Okay, we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk on stage. But you have to get me together. Yes. But
0: I yeah. do have two things. I have mm-hmm. my 401k mm-hmm. and then I also have an account on eTrade. trade Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what
1: I'm doing on there. So you're just like allowing someone to trade their funds off for that's you. That's
0: exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you know...
1: We're good. <laughs> we're here. All right. Let's
0: well, everybody, the thank MXC. you so much for <laughs> tuning in. Tiara, thank you so much for being my 31st interview. I'll be going live myself tomorrow um, in another European country. And I um, hope you guys tune in. Thank you so much. Love have a, y'all. Have a good night.